1: Hi, this is Jonathan Caver, and you're listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. My name is Lou Lombardi, aka Ludini. Uh, that website is LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com. Uh, new interviews popping up all the time with amazing artists, like the one we have today, uh, Jonathan Caver, who we're going to be talking to in a minute. Uh, that is uh, once again LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com. I'd like to give a quick shout-out to my sponsor, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine, pplmag.com, Pittsburgh's first internet uh, online uh, um, <laughs> internet online uh, community magazine. Uh, there's a, uh, video, audio, tons of stuff, tons of great content, by the way, com- uh, created by the community there of uh, experts in a wide variety of fields. Um, it's a great place to be seen and heard uh, by about oh, a million or so unique Uh, visitors each month. That is Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine, pplmag.com. They've been a big uh, help here with the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus going on about three years now. So we are very grateful to them. That is Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine, pplmag.com. Now, uh, on the line is uh, Jonathan Kaver. Now, if that name sounds familiar, that's because I interviewed Jonathan, I think probably about a year ago, um, on his last record, but he's got uh, a new one out now that came out uh, May 12th, and there's a great new single out with that called When You Come Around. Uh, the record is called Blue Room, and it is uh, just a, 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 just another dose of uh, great uh, singing and uh, songwriting from Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan, welcome back. How are you?
1: Hey, Lou. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. No problem.
2: So where have you been up to? <laughs> since, we, since we talked. What's been what's been what's been going on? You've been you got a new record out? we you been doing any touring? Tell us tell us about your life. Catch us
1: up. Yeah, since we talked last, I think um I've I've done five videos in a year. Uh, I might have just finished the second one when we talked about a year ago and that yeah. was a really fun one that we filmed in Hollywood, the the Pearl video. I did a smaller video in Northern California at a bridal suite. And that was more uh, intimate with just me playing kind of live. And then I did this huge video in Phoenix with um, Janice Malachi. She's this uh, award-winning director, and she had like 35 people on set. And that was uh, the Comes a Moment video. It's about my daughter growing up and um, and the parents coming to uh, terms with her um, leaving the house and getting a college acceptance letter and all this. And I did a lot of acting in that one, so I was, really excited. And then just recently I was in Northern California again, and we filmed the, um, when you come around video with my director Dave Leporey and his team. And that's just hardly work at all because those guys are a blast. It was totally fun. And now you can see that online and the single uh, that you talked about. We'll listen to later, hopefully. Uh,
2: yeah. When you come around, it's a, it's a good video. Um, uh... The, the thing I got to say about you, uh, Jonathan, is like your videos, all of them are just completely 100% pro. They just really look and uh, and, and you have a great uh, you have a great uh, presence on camera. Um, in the when you come around uh, uh, video, there's the the scene where you're walking uh, uh, in front of the office building and, we, and you meet up with the the young lady there. And it just looks like something you'd see on a television show or or a movie or something like this. Does does acting uh, come natural for you?
1: That's thank you very much. I really appreciate that. I'm kind of a novice at it, and um, I think some of it is just I'm a ham at heart, probably inside. But also the directors are just excellent. Yeah, the directors are excellent, and sometimes the cast kind of bring out a really relaxed performance in me and. And Jennifer was excellent. She, she, for me as well, she made the whole experience really um, um, comfortable for me to kind of move outside of myself. And I think it came through on the camera like I, like I expected picking up on. I felt really comfortable just standing out in the middle of the street doing stuff or we're doing scenes where we're in the business attire walking down the middle of, between the buildings and stuff. We all we kind of improv those things and... We'd, like, maybe do a practice one or two, and then we'd film it. And that was just the team, like I said, it's so much fun working with them, and it's hardly work. But uh, I really appreciate you saying those things because I'm really trying hard to, to be in character and do all that, and I'm pretty new at it. But although it's been the fifth video now, I should have a lot more confidence under my belt, and it, I think it's starting to show, so I appreciate you saying yeah, that's, that.
2: Yeah, and even, and even less comfortable... In the uh, in the corporate uh, suit, there the suit and tie. Uh, <laughs> a lot of musicians <laughs> pull that off. That's funny. <laughs> uh, so tell us. So you So you you've done a new record. Well, let's talk about this new record. And uh, where where have you where how have you grown? What's what's new here? What new, maybe new themes or music or or, or, or how how is it been different or grown from your last uh, record?
1: I think from the first record, from the responses of the different songs, I tried to put together a collection that was like um, the overwhelming sentiment on the style and sound of of the songs that were the favorite types of styles and songs on the first record and put together a collection that stayed within that kind of boundary. And that's what this is. And you'll see um, a lot of songs were the voice is predominant with acoustic guitar. Maybe the keyboards are pushed back a little bit. It's a little bit more organic feeling um, than sort of the 80s sound of some of the songs on the uh, Premiere CD. So I think mm-hmm. I, I made it sound a little bit more um, organic. And uh, there's a lot more 12-string bass you can hear on many of the tracks. And that's my uh, one of my favorite instruments to play because it's from my, uh, my, one of my hero bands, Keep Trick. And a guy from Pearl Jam, I think, played one as well. So there's only a few in the world I know about who play that big 12-string bass. And so I yeah. track with that in, in the studio. And I think it gives it a good element between that and the 12-string guitars and my vocal. It allows my vocal to sit right on top of those instruments and cut through. So I try to use that formula throughout.
0: Who, did,
2: who worked with you on this record?
1: Well, I self-produced it, and I have my Jason Lissette as my engineer, and he's been engineered most of my records for the last ten years or so, even when I was in iTalk And he and I are just a good team, and I I generally bring him the song pre-mixed about seventy percent or so with some general mm-hmm. settings, and then he does his magic, and once he's done his mix, things pop out to me, and I go back and maybe. Edit some things, or maybe reperform things, because once he's done a, a polished edit, then it sounds different to me than it did when I was just doing kind of the demo uh, version of the uh, of the mix that I do. I mean, I know where my skills stop, and that's where I bring in him in. He does <laughs> the next level polished job, right? So, so he's just really good at that.
2: It's great to have like the um, team, you know, people around you that can you know bring the. Find out, find the little elements that you can't quite find yourself. You know, that's, that, that, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, I was just going to say something similar to that is that I did do most of the tracking on all the songs myself with the drum programming and loops, and then I do perform live all the keys and and guitars and bass and vocals, and I sing back up on all the tracks except for Phoenix, where I had um, Wes Hightower's um, one of the top. Um, backup singers in Nashville, and he's done a number of tracks for me over the years. And so he's on that one, and then I brought my brother in, and he plays his five-string bass on Phoenix as well. So those are a little bit different um, elements, but for the most part, it was a self-indulgent, I'm going to do it all because uh, mm. I know what I want it to sound like uh, throughout on all the tracks. And it was totally fun just immersing myself in the tracks and then getting to the, them to the point where then Jason can take over from there.
2: It it sounds great. I mean, as I was listening to, we're gonna play uh, when you come around in a second. But as I was listening to like that track, I was like, uh, well, I actually had like a whole bunch of uh, session aces in there. I'm like, wow, <laughs> you got a great band. <laughs> okay. Oh, so that's that's, yeah, it's amazing it. what you
1: can do if you do a one, Yeah, it's amazing what you can do if you do one instrument at a time yourself. <laughs> Just really
2: concentrate on that one thing. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's, go, no, let's thanks, go ahead and play. I we'll appreciate
1: today.
2: that. Yeah, sure. Well, we'll talk a little bit more when we come back. I want to go ahead and play, uh, take a break and play uh, When You Come Around. Um, this is a very cool song, and I hope you guys will pop up. We'll put the video in the uh, in the notes so that people can go check it out. But uh, this is off of Blue Room. This is the latest uh, uh, record from uh, Jonathan Caber. Uh, when You Come Around on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. It's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful sentiment, just like kind of light and airy and full of like good vibes. Um, are you a like generally like a positive person?
1: Yeah, I think so. I do listen to a lot of um, um, motivational speakers, Tony Robbins, and those kind of guys, and I think it starts to come through in my songs. Although some of the songs I'll put myself in a situation that's not necessarily positive, like. Uh, like, uh, right place. And, and you'll, you'll find that the character that I'm portraying in the song maybe got burned or whatever. So it's kind of a wide variety, but, but I'm, my general disposition is, is positive, And I'm trying to envision, you know, things I want to accomplish and, and just how I can get there and how to feel, uh, to me when I actually accomplish the things. And that kind of helps, um, you know, expedite those goals to happen once you feel what it will happen before it happens. I kind of, I believe in that a lot. I, I believe in uh, visualization. And I think that the songs I've selected have a positive uh, slant to them as well.
2: It, does, it, does the songwriting, like, do the songs just sort of flow or, or, or do you, they, they drive you crazy and you have to really hammer them out? How
1: does it work for you? It depends, and um, some songs come to me in just lyrical form, and then I'll add the melody and the guitar um, um, sort of progression to it later on. Um, But some come with just like a chord structure and no lyrics, but maybe a melody and the chord structure at the same time, and I'll have to add the lyrics, and it always reminds me of Gene Simmons where he does this thing where he's, uh, he's talking about how he writes songs and he kind of he growls along with the melody that he hears without the lyrics. He's like
2: raw, 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 raw.
1: <laughs> Sometimes It's kind of like that with like a stream of consciousness thing with maybe lyrics that come. But generally, it doesn't come with like all three things. It's one or two at a time and then you have to add the other layer um, when you're not trying to come up with the melody and, and maybe the chord progression. So it depends. Sometimes I'll write a song on acoustic guitar for the most part. And every now and then I'll write a song on piano or synthesizer and the lyrics come, uh, or the melody comes that way as well. It sort of depends.
2: Have you ever considered, because I've interviewed a lot of artists that are um, taking their music and then giving it over to remix DJs. And uh, have you ever considered uh, doing any of that?
1: Yeah, it's really interesting you mentioned that. I have that idea and there's some musicians I'm going to be working with in Hollywood here soon and some of them do that there's this um this one guy in particular justin he was excellent uh, on the mixes he had on his little youtube channel and i thought that would be a good idea to combine you know my my thoughts on a song up to a point and let him go wild on it and see what he would do so that's interesting you mentioned that i was thinking about doing that when i'm out there again in about two weeks
2: yeah i i did something about your music just in my mind, kind of felt like it sort of lent would lend itself um, to that. I think that you know, and it really, and I, I, the, some of the artists I talked to said one of the reasons they like doing it is because it does sort of like open up what they do to like a new audience, to that audience that likes that stuff. So, it's just something to think about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's or, a good idea. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so have you had a chance to play any tennis? What's going on with that? You doing any tennis playing?
1: I do play. I played at the beginning of the year. I won my first tournament, and then I got blown out in the second. And then ah. I kind of hurt my neck, and I was taking a break from playing as much. I probably hurt my neck from overplaying. I was playing mm-hmm. pretty much every day. So I backed off a bit. I do it for exercise right now. Um, mm-hmm. and But my schedule, and I'm, I'm doing it to stay healthy and in shape and all that kind of stuff, but I'm not doing it as competitively anymore because, honestly, I'm consumed with this. The music activities and everything we're we're working on with uh, miles high team to really make the most of this CD and all the videos and all the other content we're putting together so I kind of set it aside from competitive playing because I really want to focus on this because I really think that um, the brand is coming together the sound is coming together visually like you mentioned I feel comfortable in behind the behind the camera and sh- looking at things and then getting in front of the camera and acting out. Yeah. Um, the scenes that we're collaborating on. So I really want to focus on that, but I appreciate you asking about tennis. It's always fun.
2: Yeah, I know. You love it. Um, That's why I wanted to bring it up. So what does the uh, – tennis aside, what does the next 6 to 12 months uh, look like for you? What do you have coming up?
1: Yeah, we have a ton of stuff. Um, So in a couple weeks, I go out and do a little recording session at Capitol – Um, in Hollywood, and then I'm also meeting up with some musicians we're gonna put together um, like a live band over in the LA area to to play shows over there and stuff. So I'll be going back and forth from Phoenix to Hollywood every few weeks to work with that band and go do some performances. Um, We also have, um, we're doing a video, like a live video shoot at the end of June in Arizona. And that's gonna be some B-roll that we do um, at some locations, mixed in with a live performance with the band, that we we'll, we'll brought a couple musicians in to, to perform the one song that we're going to record live, and um, so that's going to be at the end of June, and then we have uh, in July. I have a um, another video that I'm going to film up in uh, Northern California, and it's probably going to be the far away. It's going to be kind of James Bond. Uh, nighttime in San Francisco by the harbor and, and the buildings mm. and stuff, and that's going to be totally fun. We're we're just now blocking out how we're going to do that one, and then I'm supposed to go back to Capitol and we might do a little documentary thing uh, while I'm recording there. So my my other f- uh, director friend who did the Pearl video might come over and help me with that. I don't know. And later there's a, um, a conference in Nashville. I'm going to attend a music conference mm. in August, and then more acoustic shows and band shows with the band over in L.A. So I'll be really busy with the music stuff. Now now that I've kind of thrown out the last few or the couple of months coming up, you can see why tennis I'm kind of setting aside for now (laughs) because all this stuff I really want to (laughs) deal with.
2: Not much time for tennis right now, that's for sure. Well, um, let us go ahead. Uh, The the name of the album, guys, uh, by the way, in case you didn't catch it, is uh, Blue Room. And uh, Jonathan, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody why, p- where they can keep up with uh, your busy schedule on the
1: Internet? Yeah, the best place to start is caveramusic.com. That's our website. And there's links to, to Twitter and Facebook from there. And there's also videos and, and other music sites and stuff right from there. iTunes, there's, all the songs are on iTunes, uh, Amazon. And um, there's also all the videos are also showing on our YouTube channel. So um, there's all kinds of content, pictures, different photo sessions on the website, and uh, and reviews, and um, lots of very flattering uh, reviews of the songs and the and the records. And it's it's just really nice to be out there doing my own thing and and having people have a positive response to it.
2: Excellent. Um... Jonathan, uh, thanks so much for uh, taking some time today and, and telling us about what's, uh, giving us an update and uh, sharing with us uh, your, your new music. It, it's fantastic and really excited uh, to hear what you have coming up. Um, guys, one more time, that is Caveir Music. And let me spell that. It's C-A-V-I-E-R music.com, just just so everybody's uh, uh, cool on that. Uh, Jonathan, can you hang out for a second? I want to wrap up the podcast and then we'll, we'll get out of here. You got a minute?
1: Not a not a problem. Thank you very much.
2: All right, sure. All right, guys, you've been listening to my uh, interview here with uh, Jonathan Cavere. And one more time, I, I just want to make sure that everybody catches it. CavereMusic.com, C-A-V-I-E-R Music.com, and uh, from there you can jump off to all the socials. There's uh, the videos are there, and the videos, uh, by the way, Jonathan's videos are not to be missed. They are. Uh, absolutely uh, fantastic, great, like mini movies, if you will, but you're going you're gonna to really enjoy them. Uh, guys, if you listen to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, my website is ludinirockandrollcircus.com. Uh, new interviews flying up all the time as well as our weekly music podcast, which has morphed and become the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus with my co-host Keith Hawkins, where we take on uh, interesting topics in the hard rock and heavy metal realm and we stir things up. We go live on Facebook. That is every Saturday at 5.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time, uh, North America. Uh, LoudiniRockandRollCircus.com is the website. One more time to my sponsor, Positively Pittsburgh Live magazine pplmag.com thank those guys and one more shout out to my guest today Jonathan Kaver and his website is kaveramusic.com guys thanks so much for hanging out with us my name is Lou Lombardi aka Lou Dini and I will catch you on the next podcast with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere
0: dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom
1: sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time